Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Aubrey Plaza on Legion, Parks and Recreation, and Staying Positive. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to the show. The show is my show. It's called Happy, Sad, Confused. It's a podcast. You're listening to it. You might be on a treadmill. You might be in the car. You might be in bed. I don't know. That's not my business. My business, making podcasts for you. Uh, Today's show is the wonderfully talented, the wonderfully dry, humorous, um, all-around interesting, to say the least, uh, young lady, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey is a a first-time guest to Happy Second Fuse, though not a stranger to me and my shenanigans. I've known Aubrey for a long while, um, and she's great. And this this was a fun, interesting conversation. I've never had this kind of lengthy chat with Aubrey, um, and I think there are a lot of misconceptions about her, uh, people that kind of read her as her character uh, from Parks and Recreation, and she's definitely not that. Um, She's a very thoughtful, uh, engaging, um, and ambitious actor. Uh, You know, certainly we know she can do comedy, but there's a lot more to Aubrey than um, sketches and and Parks and Recreation, et cetera. She's one of the best at that kind of thing, but uh, as evidenced by something like Legion, her current new show now in its second season on FX, uh, she's got a, a, an incredible range, and I, and I think I think in the next five ten years we're going to see a lot uh, more varied, interesting roles from Aubrey Plaza. This conversation um, was. I don't know. She's, she's uh, Aubrey's great because she's very frank and she's very um, self-deprecating and open and honest about, um, you know, uh, you know. I said in the intro uh, about staying positive, and she was very much like trying to kind of um, enjoy or put on a, a happy face to do to do press, uh, which can sometimes, you know, I think I think Aubrey when she's on talk shows, she's so deadpan in some scenarios that people can read that as her personality. And, and as I said, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, she is promoting Legion, this heady, crazy show from Noah Hawley. Uh, if you haven't gotten on the, the Legion bandwagon yet, it's not not too late. Uh, the first season, I think, was eight episodes. Uh, second season is just underway, a couple episodes in, and uh, it's it's a trippy, bizarre show from Noah Hawley, the, the same genius that uh, has made the Fargo TV series. And uh, to boot, it's, it's based in the Marvel world, also stars Friends of the Podcast, Dan Stevens. So if that's not enough to get you interested in Legion... Gosh darn it, I don't know what to do. Uh, for context, trying to think in the, in the conversation here, what's good to know. One, one episode we did talk about briefly that I referenced, and I, I don't know if I contextualized it enough in the conversation, so I'll do it here, is a few years back, um, you know, my, my day job uh, most often over the years has been as a correspondent for MTV News. Um, one year at the MTV Movie Awards, Aubrey Plaza, you can look this up, um, you know, did this kind of like crazy storming the stage kind of gag when Will Ferrell was accepting a big award. Uh, it didn't necessarily produce maybe the results that she wanted at the time. Uh, I had a very unique vantage point on it, having been working at MTV, being backstage, sort of seeing it all go down. Uh, and and and, you know, I, I was just curious to pick her brain about sort of her reflections on that. So that that's what we're referencing uh, way back when. Uh, all water under the bridge. Everything's good. So um, uh, just wanted to get her perspective on that years later. Uh, but anyway, what more context do you need? This is a very talented, uh, interesting uh, uh, actor, Aubrey Plaza, for your ears, for your consideration, for your minds. 
I hope you enjoy this. And as always, please spread the good word of Happy, Sad, Confused via uh, social media, if you so desire. Or you know what? Drop us a review on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. Those are the three R's I want drilled into your brain today. Um, It means a lot. And thank you in advance. Uh, Without further ado, here is Aubrey Plaza. Get it all out. Just get it. Just. <sighs> How long is this going to last? 40 delicious minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. No. Heart to heart. Yeah, we're going deep. What do you mean no? That's not the way to start a conversation. All right. Wait, are we rolling? Yeah. No, we're not. We don't have to if you want. Are we rolling now? Yeah, we are. No, we're look not. At, look at the red thing. What is that? What's that? What, are you, what are you boiling into? Nothing. Is that a breathalyzer? Let me smell your breath. It was just a mint. <laughs> Is that how you eat mints? I just had a mint, too. We're so in sync. Look. Would you care for an Altoid? Yes, please. As many things as I can put yeah, inside of my body. There you go. Got scissors. <laughs> We've got... I'll literally yeah, eat a... one of those Tic Tacs. That's, that's the, not a Tic Tac. It's a push pin. No one listening you... to this knows what the real truth is. How many push pins do you think you could... It's a Tic Tac, everyone. It's a clear box full of Tic Tacs. Good to see you, Aubrey. Do you want to tell the audience any more lies? You want to reciprocate. (laughs) About what's on your desk? Don't you want to reciprocate? That's usually the common thing. Oh, God. It's going to be one of those. Yeah. That's the sound you're hearing. Oh. (laughs) You really got the bug from your ASMR, didn't you? You know the power of the microphone. Oh, so you've heard of my ASMR channel. I'm a little bit annoyed about it because I've been wanting to do some ASMR fun with people, W-I. and then Vanity Fair just steals my w- idea that's w- in the public magazine. domain. Oh, was it? Okay, whatever. Um, I am really obsessed with ASMR, actually. So when I when they asked me to do that, they had no idea that I actually watched those videos. You, you really? And were not prepared. Yeah, and they weren't prepared for my 40-minute-long ASMR now, demonstration. Do you, do you watch them? Is it an ironic watch, or are you? What are you trying? What are no, you getting? No, I out really of? like it. It relax. It soothes me and relaxes me. And part of the video, I did this thing with my hair that mm. I do all the time. But I finally got to share it with the world, oh, where yeah. I make a loop and then I scrunch it in my ear and make a very specific sound. I can do it for you, but this will cost you like ten million dollars. Well, it's about nine point nine nine over my budget. Oh, look at the. It's worth every penny. Whatever you're doing. I hear. It's really bad for my hair. <laughs> but it's worth it, it for it the bra- audience. It actually singes the t- ends of my hair, oh, but it's worth it for Team me. Team Plaza is really upset right now for what you've done. Fuck Team Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love my team. I love everyone I work with. Have you ever accepted an award where you have to thank your team? I hate awards. You know this, Josh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you take yourself out of the running. You're like, it's not what it's about. No. That's not why you got into this. No. Have you won awards? Awards mean nothing to me. Have, have, have the MTV Movie Awards ever bestowed you with an honor? The MTV Movie Awards. Let me think. Hmm. No, oh, wait, I don't I, think I brought so. up a bad topic. I, I forgot our, so. our sorted history with no, the movie let's get awards. Into it. <laughs> I'm not going to start there. I'm going, this, I'm going this year. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, good. So the bad one is over. We're, we're, in good, we're in good graces again. What do you mean? I was there that year. Huh? What year? I was backstage when the shit went down. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> That was the year of the to-do list. That was a, it should have been a wonderful, happy occasion. It was. It, it was great. It was a great night for everyone. Remember we had done, uh, we'd done that Q&A the, the week before. I don't know if you remember it. We did, did that I don't thing. remember much like beyond the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what year was that? <laughs> um, well, let's come around to that. Let's start with Legion. Congratulations. Thank you. 
That's why you're here. You're hawking product. Mm-hmm. Uh, season two of Legion. Uh, it's an easy show to summarize. Just catch us up on everything that happened in season one. Uh, the guy goes into the astral plane and the thing comes out. And it's scary. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I, it's one of those shows, I really. I first of all, I'll be get sad out of the way. I think the show's great. I Thank love you. the show. Really? I, no, seriously. Look, I'm eye to eye with you. I also couldn't explain the show. I also feel stupid sometimes watching the show. Am I stupid? No, you're not. No, I have to read the scripts like 10 times before I understand what's going on. And still, I don't really always fully know what's going on. And I'm in the show. So are they just like, as you're reading the scripts, are they just, are you just writing question marks throughout? Are you like underlining? No, I mean, I have a lot of questions, but I've learned over the course of season one that it's, you know, it's really, Noah trusts a lot of, he trusts the actors, I think, to kind of interpret things as they will and I think that's kind of what's fun about it is right. like I learned I had so many questions and I still do but I've learned to kind of just make up the answers and some but sometimes I still will harass him and he won't respond always but I've, I've started to do a thing with him where I just send him voice messages mm-hmm. which I really should do more often it's really fun to just force someone to like listen to a, your Right, like they ranting, can't ignore that. ravings. I know they have to. I mean, I guess they can ignore it. You can delete it without listening, but that's <laughs> not cool, man. <laughs> does it? Does it feel like this? Feels like looking at the uh, the oeuvre of Aubrey Plaza, like something unlike hmm. anything you've ever done in terms of just stylistically the show is out there. Yeah. Um, and I would think it presents some both exciting opportunities and challenges for an actor because you're you're acting this in this like very abstract environment, but you also have to kind of like keep it grounded at times for you as an actor. Of course. Does it feel like this is a little bit of a different challenge than anything you've ever experienced before? 100%. It's, I've never done anything like that. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's extremely complicated, the character of Lenny Busker. Because, as you saw in the first season, Lenny dies in the pilot, and then what? Right. And the answer to that is she gets taken over by an evil psychic mutant villain, villain who um, who uses her to, you know, destroy people and um, manipulate David Holler. And but somewhere underneath that Lenny still exists somehow. Right. So tracking that it has been a very big challenge for me, but and, a fun and one. now we're getting into sort of like the, what's, you know, without spilling stuff as, as this, this season is just getting started. You're getting, you know, as opposed to going like Uber ginormous villain. Now you're kind of like getting back to basics in terms of who Lenny That's right. is not what I thought was going to happen, but there you go. You cool with that? Am I cool with that? (laughs) As Uh, the kids say, are you down with it? How would you feel if you were all powerful wearing a badass three-piece suit and then all of a sudden you're (laughs) stripped of your suit and put in a bathing suit by a pool? Which I mean. Serving martinis to um, the man, you know? I guess it's how most women feel. (laughs) But um, I I trust Noah and I, I... I I get very wrapped up into anything that I'm doing, so I take it very personally. But it's part of the work, actually. And I think he kind of, in a weird way, whether he does it on purpose, I don't know, can't speak for him, but it's almost like life imitates art, imitates life in a way, and 
I've this season is a very is a was a very sharp left turn for my character, and I struggled with it. But Lenny is struggling with it as well, and so, you know, it kind of worked out. So well, I don't know if it did, because I haven't seen it. Right. Well, but it worked out for Aubrey. You're still intact. So far. Hanging on by a thread. Always, Josh. <laughs> you know this. That's, that's, that's what makes you you. By a thread of my singed hair <laughs> that I purposefully destroy every so day. Self, do you, would you consider yourself a self-destructive person? Um, sure, yeah. Really? Well, I mean, I don't know. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I like to kind of give it to myself, you know, every once in a while. <laughs> Are you hard on... <laughs> I'm just going to leave it right there. No, don't leave it. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it lying right there. Right. Um, what kind of TV did you watch as a kid? Because back to the good old days when I was a child, there was nothing like this complex on mm -hmm. TV. It was like... Well, Twin Peaks, maybe. That's true. Twin but Peaks. Did you watch the new Twin Peaks? I have not, but that's only... I, I'm going to... Um, I just haven't found the time to really like yeah. give myself over to that, but I'm very excited for the, when that will happen. It's amazing. And, and like something like Legion, it's not the kind of thing that you should or can or should be on six different mobile devices at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Totally. Right. And that's, I want that to me, that's, that will be like a vacation. I don't know, something where I can really just yeah. enjoy every second of that. I feel like David Lynch is a, is a, is a filmmaker you could, you could vibe with. Ugh, man, I would love it. Right. I would love it. <laughs> um, so what, were the, what was the TV early on that you were into? Well, um, Seinfeld was probably huge. Um, younger, that was probably... What did I watch? Designing Women, which is kind of funny because now I'm working with Gene Smart. Right. And um, when I was younger, I was like really into, you know, must-see TV. Sure. Like all of those shows, multicams. Mm -hmm. um, I was a big Nickelodeon, you know, person. Hey, dude. Remember that? Um, but I'm, I'm much older than you. Hey does that, no, you're not. How no, old are you? I'm 41. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> sign, uh, Designing Women was a show that I used to watch when I was way too young to watch that show. And right. I learned a lot about kind of like sex and mm -hmm. being an adult from that show. And I used to <laughs> watch it in the basement and then I would get in trouble because I wasn't allowed to watch that show. Um, but it's, it's funny now cause I feel like I've, it makes sense to me how I, you know, conduct myself. I just feel like I'm just like Ju Julia Sugarbaker. I was going to say, are you a Meshach <laughs> Taylor, uh, uh, aficionado? Do you yeah. trade stories with Gene Smart about? I haven't talked to her about him. Um, I think he's not a, not on this planet oh, anymore. Um, RIP, but I love, I mean, he was the best. Um, was I love mannequin too. Uh, rather mannequin the original maybe he was in mannequin too oh, as yeah, well yeah 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 i think you're right yeah um but yeah what when, else did i watch i don't know i don't remember when you were a kid uh don't be evasive it sounded like, like zuckerberg on like the uh witness stand right now i don't remember senator i remember what i watched uh did you ever go to do you ever have the opportunity to like visit um la did you go to like a, like a taping of anything like a game show or like a, a sitcom or anything like that okay i did and what I saw, I'd only gone to LA as a kid one time, I think, because uh, my aunt used to live in Huntington Beach, and I can't remember if I can't remember what it was called, but I remember going to a, ta a taping of a, I believe it was a pilot that never got picked up, okay. and it starred Sherry O'Terry. Oh. And I was obsessed with Saturday Night Live. I forgot to mention that. Right. I watched that as a kid, obsessed, and. 
that I just remember being in a live taping of Sher- of a pilot that was starring Sherry O'Terry, and I wanted so badly to be on TV, and I don't think it got picked up. But I don't so remember. So even then, you were introduced to the harsh realities of the business. That's right. Even Cherry O'Terry doesn't have it made. No, no one has it made. I mean, everyone's miserable. It doesn't matter how successful you are. Ask the people at the very top. Do you still get upset if you miss out on something that... Like, do you get your hopes up over roles that you're... Oh, oh yeah. Really? I'm extremely competitive, and I get very um, passionate about things that I want. How does... I want them now. <laughs> Are you, are you calling Team Plaza constantly? Why haven't they called me back? What's going on? What, 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 what do I need to do? Should I send another tape? What do I do? What do I do? Yeah, pretty much. I'm, yeah, pretty much. If I'm not working, which is very rare, and right now is like the first break I've had seriously in like five years, um, I'm like a total mess. So you're, by that logic, you're a total mess because you have a break. You're on a break. Bingo. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm catching you at a downtime. <laughs> it's fine. I have a very positive attitude this week. I'm very grateful to be on television talking about my new television show that's coming out. This is a podcast. You're not Season on TV right now, two. just so you know. Thank you so much, Colbert. It's really nice <laughs> to see you again. We both have glasses. I'm honored to be on your show. Um, right. So, so, uh, so yeah, how are, okay. Once you're past this week, how are you not going to go lapse into insanity? Because now I'm worried about you. Um, no, there's no cure. I just need another job, you know, but I need it to be the right one. I think I'm at a point now where I'm just being very picky and I, uh, I'm just waiting for that. Yeah. Right one. But I, you know, trying to generate some stuff myself and I don't know, I'm just trying, I'm really, you know, I'm fine. Okay. Okay. No, I, I'm just gonna relax. And yeah, I don't want you to be. Look, no. If, if anything comes out of this podcast, I want you to be more relaxed, not more tense. <sighs> okay. <laughs> um. Whatever. I'm fine. Yeah. I just need to like chill out. Yeah. Let's chill out. Um. Okay. So growing up, Wilmington mm-hmm. was Dawson's Creek in production when you were a kid. Um. Yeah, I watched Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. That must have been exciting. That was probably middle school. I can't remember. Right. Were you team? Casey or, or Dawson? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I like to choose sides. I never got in. I honestly never got into like those kinds of shows. Like I didn't really watch Friends, although I've, of course I've seen a lot of it, but right. I, I wasn't ever the person that was like, what knew everything, watch everything. It was really Seinfeld was like my biggest gotcha. obsession, probably more than any of the other shows. Did I read correctly? Were you or are you a big, is Winona a big one in your, in your life? Was that somebody that... Winona Ryder? Yeah. Love Ronona Ryder. Right? Yeah, I loved everything that she did. Mermaids. Fucking love mermaids. Gonna love that. Um, yeah, she was the best. I mean, she's the ultimate. Well, again, it, it, well, and then talking the Tim Burton collaborations, Edward Scissorhands, Beetlejuice. Come on. Oh, of course. Beetlejuice is like one of my favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. Edward Scissorhands, of course. Like those movies were huge for me. Is, is Burton another one like David Lynch that is on that secret list somewhere? Yeah. Where is he? Why isn't he calling me? I mean, what <laughs> I the fuck? Like, again, this isn't like a I leak. created my Legion character in season one. I specifically had, I had inspiration photos of, um, Edward Scissor, of Johnny Depp and Edward Scissorhands. Really? I mean, if you see my hair, you'll see it was that it was Beetlejuice. I mean, it was very Tim Burton esque what I was, what I was doing aesthetically. I thought not to like, Whatever. Be pretentious actory. That's we want that. Yeah. No. No. That was exactly what I was thinking. Do you? Is it? Do you initiate kind of like conversations with people you want to work with? Is that appropriate? Does it feel like that ever bears actual fruit? If you like say to your agent or something like, hey, could you know, I'll I'll do a lunch. I'll have a meeting. Like those kind of amorphous kind of taking meeting things. I don't 
the meetings that I have are, I don't, there's not, no. I mean, I, I would love to initiate it, but, you know, kind of how am I supposed to, to, you know, I can't just call up Tarantino and go like, you want to get coffee, bro? <laughs> um, Maybe not Tarantino, but there's a certain level of, I mean, he's in a rarefied air world. There yeah. is no level. I can't get it. I can't get to any of these people. Paul Thomas Anderson, I can't have coffee with him. <laughs> he's the person that calls you to have coffee. Right. You have to do the work to make yourself noticeable, I guess, enough for the, for those filmmakers to want to hire you. I don't yeah. know how to get, I don't know how to get in front of them. Do you feel like, you know, you're alluding to kind of like trying to find material that that's stimulating to you at this point. And like, you know, I'm sure there are like any actor, there are the kinds of roles that you've played maybe one too many times for your sake where, where you're sort of like, yeah, I know how to do that. I can do that in my sleep. Is that sort of like, do you feel in control of your own career? Somewhat, but it's a, it's a, it's a back and forth, you know, it's not like, I think a lot of people, maybe make the assumption that most actors just have like a plethora of options and they're like, yes, yes, no, no, but it's not really like that. You're, it doesn't matter what level you're at. You're always trying to self generate projects and I'm always looking to do something different. So of course I get offered the same, you know, sarcastic, whatever drug addict, mental, um, person that's whatever in a mental institution um i feel like i'm i've done that now yeah he got it check it off the list got that one so (laughs) you know now i'm looking for you know put me put me in a you know a 500 suit behind a desk maybe i'm an attorney get you know get me out of the dirt get me up into my cubicle i don't feel like you've Um, ever like uh have you ever played like a like a real person I feel like you've never done like the... Well, Josh, yes, I have. What do you mean? You like mean? a human being? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I should clarify. What is a real person? No, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, based on a true story. Like a... Like a, like a oh, like a bio A <laughs> real person. You've never played a, a person with human emotions. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, I mean, yeah. I'm not... I mean, Lenny's not really real. So that is actually That's like a good... for this um, most recent question. case, I suppose. But. No, I haven't. But I really would. There's a couple people that I would really love to play. Who, who do you have in mind? Uh, Helen Gurley Brown, Hillary Clinton. Um, those are pretty much it. No, <laughs> those are two good ones. Um, Hillary, they've been developing some no, stuff I don't lately. Know. Haven't they? There, there's some what? Hillary Clinton projects that they were trying to yeah, get Yeah, they're the out there, but I don't know. The timing, it's always about the timing with these people. Um, are you a good auditioner? Have you gotten more or less anxious? Do you go in with a good attitude? Is it nerve-wracking What at this point in your career? Where? At this point, it's strange. Uh, I... Haven't is that Michael Shannon? Oh, man. Of course it is. Love Michael Shannon. Um, oh, wow. I I think I've gotten worse at auditioning. Why? Well, because it's a really different skill than working, and so I've definitely I've had a couple auditions in the past like two years for like bigger movies, franchisee kind of mm-hmm. you know those kinds of movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've just blown them because I'm, I'm just, it's like I'll literally be coming from this, from a set of working on a movie yeah. where I'm like really in it and working on it. And then I go and it's a totally different skill to, to sell yourself in that way. Right. And I think once you're in the zone with that, well, if I'm in the zone with that, which I feel like at one point I used to be, I can do a really great job. But if I'm not, then it's like, I'm I forget how to sell myself or something. So is it that you're just the benefit of having you're working 
but the the downside is that your head is in the work, so it's hard to yes, kind of like I'm switch very, brains. Yes, and, I'm not a great multitasker. Um, I am when it comes to business and work, but when it comes to acting, I'm I get very kind of obsessed with focused, what I'm yeah. doing, and then so it's hard for me to like step out of that and go like, well, now I'm gonna just like really make these people laugh. Um, I don't know, but uh, but I should be better at that. I mean, do I you, well, no, no, I mean, I've talked to plenty of actors, that some of the best in the business that's hate and are horrible at auditioning. It is a different kind of skill set. It's the goal I is know. to, but it's like you never know, you never know, like when you're at a place where you can go, uh, you know what, I'm not gonna audition anymore. I mean, John C. Riley, he he's the coolest, and he he once told me like a couple of years ago, he was like don't audition, you know, offer only. I'm like, you're John C. Riley. He doesn't even like, you, you know, can get away with that. I can't. He also doesn't even like do press. I feel like anymore. He hates doing well, he's interviews. The coolest. He's the coolest. Does he still wear cool hats? That's what I remember that he always wore, wear like the, yeah, I've seen him in a cool hat before. <laughs> Are you closer to John C. Riley or Bill Murray? Those are cool people in your life. Closer. I mean, I've worked with John twice now, mm-hmm. um, in two movies. And so I say I'm, closer to him but you know bill and i have an unspoken connection that you know no one can touch when you say unspoken does that mean he's not returning your calls or no what he called me the other day no yeah what 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 tell me what happened well he he was gonna um he went to the march in new york and he and i was going to the march and I, we were going to be marching buddies for the march for your, for our lives right um but i ended up going down to dc so that didn't work out That's but amazing. but i felt you know like we were marching in spirit together do you text with bill I do sometimes, yeah. What's a, what's a, what's a, is there a typical Bill Murray text exchange? Does he use emojis? I'm not going to tell you about that. I don't need the, the intricacies. I'm just curious of what oh, his. Oh, I don't know. I'm always surprised that like Al Pacino apparently texts. <laughs> doesn't that blow your mind a little bit? I mean, not really. You Everyone know? texts. My no. parents don't text. Daniel Day Lewis doesn't, but. No, he doesn't. Mr. Flip Phone on the subway. You can still text in a flip phone. Michael Sarah has a flip phone, pretty sure. Old school. Yeah. You don't. But you... his texts are always misspelled <laughs> and like, you know, because it's hard to. In my copious research about you, I stumbled across a video, I think it was probably around the Scott Pilgrim, where you were supposedly berating Michael on a red carpet. Hmm. And it's clear to me that it was a bit, or you were maybe not. But do you remember, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that in Toronto? I think so. Yeah. Where you were giving him shit, he was like interrupting an interview. Oh, right, right, right. So I guess my question is, I don't really have a question, except that like, you know, your vibe, I think for some people, they don't key into the Aubrey vibe and they don't get what's a joke and what's not and what you're, when you're fucking around or you're not, or Mm -hmm. if it's just you being you, was that an example of people misreading? Why? Because people thought that was for real. Yeah. Um, does that bother you when something like that happens? Uh, Oh, I mean, no, it doesn't bother me at all. I think the funniest things are things that could confuse people. I mean, Andy Kaufman. There you go. But yeah, no, it doesn't bother me. Did it? T- did I don't really care. I mean, you yeah. know, people people are gonna project things onto me my whole life. I've learned that, like, there's right. nothing I can do about it. I can't get wrapped up in what other people think about me. So I just try to like keep my eye on the prize and not do anything too stupid. Right. Good philosophy. Does your <laughs> <laughs> you came in you came in here solo? There's no publicist breathing down our necks in here. Nope. Does your publicist ever like say? Lay off X, Y, and Z. Maybe that's not so good for the image at this point. Like, are there? No, I mean, I've worked with those. They've they've been through a lot. I put them through a lot <laughs> over the past their, ten years. So you know, they've seen it all. And I think we're all at a place now where mm-hmm. they're just like they're more like you know, 
they're more just encouraging of me to just be, you know, positive. Keep it positive. Right. Just because, not because I'm ever, like, going to go and do anything mean or whatever. I right. think it's more just, you know, I get very nervous about you know, interviews and talk shows and stuff like mm. that. And sometimes my, you know, when your defense mechanisms are, or when your defenses are up, you end up kind of like rever- reverting yeah. back or lashing out. And I'm guilty of that, you know, but right. that's just self-preservation. I can't help it. I mean, it's a weird thing to like be in those situations and it's not really has, it doesn't really have anything to do with the work that I'm doing and I prefer to work. So it's, they're more just like, you know, have, have fun, right. smile. I mean, they're like, Show they're like show um, parents or something. Right, right, they're right. like smile, baby, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna smile. Just wait until you see me smile. You came in beaming. You didn't have your defenses up. You felt I felt. I know because in the car ride over here, I was like, Aubrey, just be really happy. This is a <laughs> this is a really fun week. <laughs> I don't know. I just had a lot of green tea. Um, I, yeah, I just had a latte, and I don't drink coffee generally, and I mm. feel like I'm like a little jittery right I'm now. I'm super jittery. I have so much caffeine in my body right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't subsist on that generally. Mm. Um, is there a lesson learned? We don't, we, uh, and we honestly don't have to talk about this if, if this puts you on edge, but I, 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 we've never talked about that movie awards mm-hmm. night. What, is there a lesson learned from what went down where you were... A lesson learned for who? For you. For me? Yeah. Do, do you deem that night as like... A mistake? Or no. Really? Well, no, I mean, what is art, Josh? <laughs> what is it, really? I mean, what is performance art? I think the, I mean, I would not, I, I, my, what's, what's interesting to me about that night is, and I guess about me in general, is that I think people so heavily associate me with uh, April Ludgate. Right in a way that they feel like my sense of humor is mean spirited mm-hmm. and comes from like a negative place right. because that humor was always kind of leaning towards that zone. Um, but I'm so not mean spirited and I actually think the funniest things are like the silliest things. Yeah. And I'm more, I'm, I'm more about like making other people funny and supporting other people. And like, I'm not interested in ever making anyone alienating anyone, making anyone uncomfortable doing anything mean to anyone. So I think, I think the, the lesson I learned, I guess, is that maybe, you know, there's a, maybe I think the lesson really that I learned is that is just how, um, how uh, visible I am, or something. Like mm. I, I think I just forget sometimes that I'm that it can bec- like, that I'm on that I'm like an actor that's like on television that or something. Will analyze and yeah, and I mean, I yeah, like and it, it's like you know, I don't, I don't, I just don't think like that in my day to day life. I don't think of myself like I am a famous actor. I need to like really like make every choice like with that knowledge in mind or something. I just don't operate like that. So to me, it's like, you know, sometimes jokes land and sometimes they don't. And you can't control that. But I think, you know, I would never want to do anything that puts anyone else out. Right. And so like that, the, the biggest bummer for me about that was that there was a very clear joke that I was making. Yeah. And... It didn't. It, it didn't. Did, it, didn't get it, didn't support, it didn't get supported. First of all, right. And I'm just gonna say that because it really didn't. And there was a there was a different way that that could have gone down, 
And it just didn't. And that's no one's fault. Right. And I have no, you know, I put myself out there yeah. and, you know, so what can you do? Well, I'm glad you're coming back to movie awards this coming year. Can't wait. There you go. So did, did, I mean, you talk about sort of not thinking of yourself as like a celebrity or famous. That being said, like when I would assume the shift, if there was a shift and you start to notice a different in you being perceived or noticed, it's probably around Parks and Rec. Yes. Yeah. Is that, is that mm-hmm. the shift? And was that, did that sit, was that, was that an uneasy feeling when you kind of felt more eyeballs on you in your day to day life or did it feel like, was there an adjustment period or do you ever get used to that? Um, I don't think I've ever, I mean, I've never been like a person that is, can't walk down the street, right. you know, it's not like that for me really, but I, I think it's always, it's, it's still surprising to me, honestly. Like I still have moments all the time, like in airports or anywhere mm. where someone will go, Hey, and I'll look at them and just assume that I know them right. and go, Hey, <laughs> right. and then I'm like, Oh, they're not, I don't know them. Right. And then it's like, I have to, that's always a weird moment. And it, I don't think it'll ever feel normal for me. Cause mm. I'm like, what the fuck? These people don't know me, but they think they do. Um, it's an imbalance of a relationship, and it's and it's it's a lot in a compressed period of time to deal with. Mm-hmm. To figure out how to navigate that and make it not awkward for for them and for you, and to escape with like dignity for both of you, it's just it, it leads to awkwardness, which you, as right. we know, embrace at times. But still, in your day to day, that's a. I don't know. It's, it's, it can be a lot. I would think if you're just trying to get a coffee at a Starbucks. Yeah. I mean, I just, I also don't frequent, um, places that are those places that people go where they get noticed or, you know, I'm just like living my life. I don't know. Was uh, on parks, the collaboration with, with that amazing group, it was, it was polar in particular, like the, the dream kind of like the mentor that you hoped and dreamed she would be totally like no one. I mean, she's number one. Yeah. Like she's really the best. She's the best case scenario for someone that would be like number one on the call. She, the person in charge. And mm-hmm. like, you know, obviously setting aside the amazing talent, a sane and kind person. Yeah. That's why, because she's, she's, her priorities are good. Yeah. She's, She's about the work. She's professional. She, but her tone is just perfect. It's always like respectful mm. and never mean spirited and always funny. I mean, she's always the funniest person in the room always. Right. And she just, I don't know. She's, but it's still generous. And but it's still to, so generous. Right. And yeah. And I think that it's a lot, um, to do with also just like the upright citizens brigade mentality mm-hmm. and like that kind of training is really all about support, support, supporting other people, not, you know, not like hogging the stage and and trying to be funny, but just, you know, focusing on like the truth and whatever. Is, is that like, cause when you were starting out here in New York, it was UCB, right? It was improv. Mm -hmm. Um, and stand up, you only dabbled in, I think because of uh, funny people, right? Yeah, like that wasn't right. like a, an aspiration. No, I mean, I did, it was a little bit. I mean, I thought there were definitely times when I'm like, maybe I should do stand up. Maybe she'd be a stand up. Yeah. But I never really thought about it seriously until that movie. Going through that movie experience, which, uh, 
I think entailed all of you guys, a lot of the cast kind of like creating their own little mini sets, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Did it feel like, okay, this is a nice experiment or this and, and it's done or was it worth exploring any further? No, I mean, I explored it further after we shot the movie. I, I kept doing stand up because I had now completely out of nowhere become a bookable stand up. Mm -hmm. I could get booked at the laugh factory and the improv right. and before that no one had heard of me. So I was in a very strange position. Um, not a, great position among other comedians because I felt like I, everyone else was looking at me like you didn't pay your dues and like right. who the fuck are you to come and like you know go up the improv or whatever and I totally agree with them I'm like I don't know man but I'm like I'm doing it and it's I'm not totally bombing I guess so I don't know so I was just kind of kept doing it and then I auditioned for just for laughs mm -hmm. and I got in and then so I did that that was kind of should have probably been the beginning of my stand-up career and then it but it kind of was the end because I, I did that and then I I kind of kept doing it and then and then I realized like I don't know I was more passionate about it when it was about um playing that character right and I kind of realized like maybe you know maybe for me it's like the real like juicy stuff is like the just the acting mm -hmm. and like being funny and being a comic but more through characters or Got something it. When you were, I was actually a little bit surprised that you've talked about yourself like in back in school in high school as almost like a Tracy Flick kind of yeah. character, and that you were type A involved in a lot of organizations, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, what were the organizations and stuff that you were into back then? So many extracurricular activities. Um, I well, I went to an all-girls Catholic right. school, and I was president, you know, I was very involved in student council. I was mm -hmm. president of my class every year. And then senior year, I was president of student council of the school. And, um, I ran, I ran a very convincing campaign that year. <laughs> what was um, the uh, motto or, uh, or what was the motto? I don't remember. All I remember is I enlisted the help of the, um, young college Republican. Uh, yes, I'll admit that <laughs> not a Republican anymore, but, Dabbled, um, but just... I, well, I was working on the Bill Roth's campaign, um, who was a Republican, and I was very, very into that. Um, Were your parents uh, conservative? Like, did you come from a conservative family? Um, my, I would say I came from, uh, no, not some, a little bit. Yeah, okay. a little bit. Okay. Like, I would say the school I was at was conservative, for Got sure. Um, so it wasn't weird at all to be, like, volunteering for the Republican, um, like, Senate campaign or whatever um, uh, until later in life when I realized how fucked up that was. <laughs> but um, but no, but I actually really liked liked Bill, Bill Roth. He was, he was a moderate Republican. Got it. But um, uh, what were we talking oh, about? Oh, just all the extra. Oh, I was in 4-H my whole life, mm -hmm. so I was doing a lot of community service. Um, I was you know involved in a lot of, a lot of the clubs. Um, very involved in community theater. I performed at the Wilmington Drama League in several plays, um, musicals. Um. I, know, I know your work at the Wilmington Drama League. Oh, do Everybody you? Knows. The Ugly Duckling. Ever heard of it? <laughs> um, 
WDL, yes. Huh? Totally. I'm pretty good at creating acronyms really quickly. Mm-hmm. You were you were and our buddies with I didn't realize this that Neil Casey was oh, yeah. like always Neil like Casey close and I met at a church youth group retreat when I was 12 years old. So for those that don't know, I mean, uh, I guess most people probably recognize him most from he was the villain in Ghostbusters, but he's, right. but he's also a super talented writer and comic actor. Mm-hmm. He actually wrote one of the uh, sketches I did once for me and Wahlberg, and he, I just yeah, he's a genius. He um, really is. Yeah. He he's really like one of the biggest reasons why I got into comedy because he was three years older than me, but he went to my brother's school, Slazianum, which is where all the boys went. Got it. And we met at a youth group retreat and then we did the ugly duckling together. Um, I played a hen, he played a chicken. And uh, or, most beautiful friendships begin. Yeah. <laughs> um, but once we met, um, I re- we, I kind of realized like, Oh wow, there's like someone that is really strange, and like we are totally on the same page. He introduced me to John Waters movies and um, and improv comedy, and right. I I mean the rest is history. But we we all we did was make movies, little movies together, mm-hmm. and write together, and and yeah. it does make sense. I mean, just knowing the little that I do or seen of his work, and of course knowing yours, it's like it it does feel like you both embrace the strange, the awkward, like that's where you live. Like that's oh, what yeah. you get off on. Yeah. We would, uh, dress up like a chicken and a duck and a hen and a chicken. And, um, we took our costumes from that production and we would, we would just wear them. We would wear the costumes and we would go outside of like fancy restaurants with like a big beach ball and just have a catch <laughs> like on the lawn, like stuff like that. That was just sure, stupid. Just we would stand on the stuff. highway and just yeah, just normal kind of. That's what you do in Delaware. You just kind of have to make it up. Right. The activities. <laughs> was um, was New York the dream? The to early on to go to NYU and yeah, go I think SNL? I yeah, that was a dream. I think I wanted to go to film school, so I did. I had a moment where I thought maybe I'll go to USC and go to California, but I did a film program at uh, Universal one summer. Uh, through New York Film Academy. Got it. And I kind of realized, like, I don't know, New York is kind of my thing. And also I wanted to do Upper Citizens Brigade Theater. I knew I wanted to train there, so that right. was kind of the real reason I went to New York. So you were talking before about, like, self-generating. Is that, like, is there an aspiration to write and direct? Are you writing in your spare time, or is that something? Because I don't think you, you've produced anything that you've... You've I produced, have, but you haven't written anything that's... Right. No, I will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to direct something that I write, that yeah. I'm writing. So I just got to finish it. Nice. Yeah. Um, speaking of, I, I do want to mention, I think the last time I saw you was we were doing some shenanigans around Anger Goes West, which I... Was that in this building? Yes. That's right. That's why I've been here. Deja vu. Yeah. Um, Me and Lizzie. You and Lizzie. That was, that was fun. Did you have an okay time? Was that okay? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, good. Anything with Lizzie is good for me. She's the best. And you. Um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Afterthought. Um, but I love Ingrid Goes West. Thanks. And uh, got a big award at IFC, right? That was nice. Mm-hmm. Independent Spirit Awards. Uh, and you produced that one. I did. Is that... So, you know, in recent years, you've started to... You know, you were obviously the lead in the to-do list, uh, co-lead in, in Ingrid Goes West. Um you were talking about sort of like learning from polar in terms of like being number one on the call sheet. Is that something that feels comfortable, feels like something that, that is an extra weight that you embrace where th- those opportunities where you've gotten to kind of be the gal people look to? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think like I've been practicing for that my whole life. Leadership. There you go. Four H. <laughs> I'm council serious. President. Yeah. I mean, really like I'm comfortable with it. I was always the person in high school that, 
had was friends with everyone you know like I I was that person like I was able to kind of find I think I mean I'm not I don't know it's weird to like talk about myself in that way but I I felt like I was connected to everyone in a way I don't know why um so it feels right to me Mm -hmm. I mean I don't know I'll have to talk to your to your subordinates to see if they yeah I mean maybe I'm insane I don't think so but I think I don't know. I think I have maybe, yeah. Well, again, for that generosity of spirit that comes from UCB, that comes from improv, mm-hmm. and that's important to, you know, you want to be a leader, but you also want to be somebody that's looking out for the greater good yeah. and making it a pleasant experience for people around you. Yeah, totally. And I, I love collaborating. Like, I love work. I love working with other people. Yeah. I'm not the kind of person that, thinks I know everything or, you know, I'm very, I'm the first person to be like, I I don't know what the answer is, but I'm willing to work it out. I mean, you you always talk about someone that's that's super game to kind of like go for broke, right? So like if you, if you present a challenge to you, you're generally speaking like, yeah, let's do it and I'll take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Fair enough, fair to say. Yeah. Is there anything that is a turnoff at this point that you see in a script or see in a project proposed to you that's an immediate kind of like... Like I won't do that? Yeah. No. It's a good place to be, I guess. I mean, like what? Dangerous Give me an example. I don't know. I can't even think of one. I mean, after, you know, seeing what you did with poor Bob De Niro, like, I mean, you oh, practically broke that man in half. Just wait till we do it again. <laughs> you have no idea what's about to happen. What's going to happen? I can't talk about it right now. Dirty Grandpa 2? Can't talk about it right now. Finally. DG2? Again, I just like a good acronym. More like Dirty Grandma. You know what I'm saying? <gasps> Not really. Okay. <laughs> Didn't hear it here. <laughs> Wait, is it going to be like a Tyler Perry thing where you like dress up in like a Oh, big... God, that is my dream. Honestly, that is my dream. Like a big prosthetic. Tyler Perry took my career. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be fun for you to do like a big I will. Like, prosthetic, I'm, I'm li- crazy, I'm, that is character. literally what I'm writing right now. Really? Is my own Mrs. Doubtfire. And believe me, I've been around town pitching this thing, and, and everyone's looking at me strange, and just wait until can, I pull this one out of my... <laughs> wait, give me a little more. What is it? No, I can't. We can help. I no, can help you. No, I know people. I can't. I can't. Let's just say, yeah, I will be unrecognizable. You will laugh, and you will cry. Mission <laughs> <laughs> accomplished. There will be heart, you know? Yeah. Let's bring back Tootsie. Aww. Yeah. It's an all-time classic. Yeah. What movie have you seen more than any other, you think? What what do you continue to return to? What you can you quote by heart? What's the Fuck. comfort movie? The comfort movie? Turn on and it just puts Aubrey at ease, makes the world a better place. Hmm. I don't know. The matchmaker? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Unexpected. <laughs> um, it's the first thing that comes to That's mind. That's fine. That's All fine. Right. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Legion, season two. We're wrapping this up in a big bow. Look, that flew by. Look at that. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you what didn't did I fly, say? By, fly by for you. What do you mean? What? What just happened? What did I say? What, what did you say in the last 40 minutes? You yeah. want me to summarize? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, let's just listen to it really quick okay. and, then, and then we'll finish it <laughs> okay, so I can that, take back whatever I said. That's a really good plan. What uh, tease us for the rest of uh, Legion? We already saw, I already saw a dance number in the first episode. More dancing to come? It feels like that's a Legion staple now. You need dancing if you're going to do Legion. I guess. Um, <laughs> I didn't sign up for that, by the way. Um, uh, what's going to happen? I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. That's you. It's me. Are you clapping for yourself? Good Yay. job, Aubrey. See how positive I'm being? Yay. And I'm going to go right from here to Colbert. Do you have something planned? No. Good luck with that. Thanks. Good to see you. You too.
And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. (laughs) Ha ha ha!